0: Um, I'm Tegan, and I'm here today with Lindsay, and we're here today uh, with another bio. I know last week we had said that we were going to continue our Harry Potter discussion, but with the sudden passing of Chadwick Boseman, we wanted to kind of revive this little biography series that we had going. We've covered a few different uh, actors and celebrities that are well-known in the geek world, kind of covering their... um, their body of their work and their contributions and, you know, kind of how we all know them and how we identify with them and everything like that. And with his sudden passing, I just thought it would be appropriate to take this time to kind of reflect on his career and his contributions to the geek world and to just, you know, Hollywood in general. Uh, because I mean he's been in a lot more than just Black Panther and he's done a lot more work than just T'Challa but we did want to talk about you know a little bit of everything so because of that there will be no Gaming Corner this week there won't be any Geek on Fleek we're just going to take this time to talk about Chadwick.
1: So I was at Walmart the other day and they had a U.S weekly or a people magazine Mm -hmm. that um was like specifically talking uh, you know like he he had the cover of the magazine and I thought that was so strange to me because you know I don't remember ever seeing him on any of the magazines um you know when things were going down with Black Panther you know when everybody was um losing their minds (laughs) (laughs) so I I was just so troubled by the fact that like it took him dying for us to for him to be on the cover of the magazine but it also is like quite a testament to the way he lived his life as well that that wasn't a goal that wasn't something that um i think even really happened and to be fair you know i could have just been like not paying attention um you know when black panther came out there was a lot going on maybe i was just more excited about seeing it in theaters than i was about magazines in the checkout aisle but um, it just really like struck me. I I almost bought the magazine. I was so like abhorred with myself afterwards that I thought about it because I wanted to kind of have a a rounded idea um, so that we could do this episode. I felt like maybe that was something I should do but then I decided not to. (laughs) Not only do I not really subscribe to the gossipy gross nonsense that is all of that stuff, but I also, you know, like I said, just wanted to understand that there was a testament to his life there, um, that was more important, if that makes sense.
0: Oh, no, it totally does, and I do have to apologize in advance if I sound really stuffy. I have, I have the worst allergies right now. I'm like, (laughs) just, uh, it is, it is just absolutely horrible, so I apologize. Growing up up in the the fall,
1: I was always, (laughs) diagnosed with hay fever. I was always told, Oh, you've got allergies in the fall, you've got hay fever mm-hmm. I bet that's what you have.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I, I have it really, really bad. So I apologize if I sound like really stuffy or sound like I'm just coming off of sneezing, so that's just that. Um, but no, I, I understand what you're saying. Like I mean, gossip mags, I, I feel like, you know, they're just kind of sensationalizing. I you know, they're they're trying to sell issues, which, you know, is pretty typical. But, you know, I I just, I try not to, like, support that kind of thing when it comes to, you know, celebrities passing, especially, you know, with black celebrities passing, it just feels a little extra layer of, you know? Mm, Yeah. And, you know, it was, it's so interesting to, you know, kind of feel the different impacts of certain actors when they pass because, I mean, obviously within this last year or two, you know, several years we've had a lot of people within the um geek actor world pass away um some of them have been fairly young some have been a little older and it's just interesting to see how different people react to somebody passing um i mean obviously you know everybody's going to be a little bit different you know because you might identify or you know have fond memories of certain franchises and other people might not but Chadwick's passing, it felt almost as deep to me as when Robin Williams passed. Uh, I remember mm-hmm. when I heard about him passing, I just. It was one of those moments where you just kind of stopped and everything stopped for a minute. And as you, you know, just kind of took in the news and it was like, c- came to grips with it almost. Yeah. That, that's almost what it was like for me again, where, you know, I, I've had people who I've admired and who I've loved that have passed away and it's always been like oh I'm really sad but only a couple have really like impacted me to the point where I just everything stops and it's that Mm -hmm. moment of no you know this can't be real but it is real um and he's he's definitely one of those I uh I've been kind of on a social media hiatus yeah a bit at least with Facebook, and I, I've kind of been cutting off, cutting back a lot in general, um, just on my personal side, and so I, I don't really see a whole lot of trending news and stuff unless my husband tells me about it. And he had right. messaged me on Discord when he was at work, and he's like, "Hey, you know that Chadwick Boseman died?" And I was like, "What?" I was like, right. "No," like yeah. that has to be like you know a troll post or something like that. Like it's, it was just so, it seems so out there, you know. But and I looked
1: it up and, to me, yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, what's interesting to me about it is, um, kind of like you said, when I had heard it, I was like, uh, what? Who? Uh, 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 this is not something you joke about. So, yeah. first I was like, nope, nope, n- not a joke. But also, what? Because, I mean, he was 43 years old and we didn't even know he was sick. And that's kind of, uh, for, that's the way he wanted it. And that's kind of like... To be, it's kind of the way Robin Williams went too so yeah. I I guess I get it but I, the surprising ones are always the ones that hit me the hardest as well so yeah. I mean I totally get it um you know we, in like looking up information and trying to find out what was going on um, I'm you know what I do for a living has a lot to do with cancer and cancer treatments mm-hmm. and um it, you know, shocked me to find out what his diagnosis was, what he had, you know, what he had been dealing with. And then, to you know, like I'm, I'm always telling people uh, once, once you have symptoms and once you're treating something like that, of, of that particular kind of cancer, mm-hmm. it's almost already too late. Um, yeah. The fact that he was still doing films and he was planning to continue treatment to, um, they said, like. Even within the, the week, he was still getting ready to film um, Black Panther Two. I was like blown away, um, and I think those—that's what makes it so. I don't—I don't like the hindsight in this one, especially because um, you know people come out of the woodwork. Uh, Michael B. Jordan had said, you know, he just wished he had had more time with him. He was like an older brother. Um, that he you know he some, some of the producers and stuff who he was working with had said oh you know they they had noticed that he was getting skinnier or something and it just like made me mad I,
0: yeah i just, I, I, don't... I know that there was some people on the internet that was like you know trying to like body shame him and things because you know some recent pictures had come out of him and he was like really really skinny And compared to, you know, how buff he had gotten for, like, Black Panther, it was, like, quite the contrast. And instead of, like, wondering, you know, hey, is something going on with him? I, you know, some people just immediately jump to, hey, you know, he's looking like crap. You know, like, what's, you know,
1: "Eh." But that's just the thing. In Hollywood, we don't jump to that conclusion unless they are advertising that they are actively fighting a disease or actively advocating for research for a disease for some reason, you know, whether it's a family member or whatever, if they're not doing those things, we don't assume that they do have those. So it's it's such a weird place to be. Like, do we blame Hollywood or do we blame ourselves for not...
0: It's an odd dichotomy, I think, where, you know, I I guess a lot of people feel entitled to know about celebrities' lives and, you know, pretty much all the goings-on and workings and everything, and so, you know, if a celebrity isn't open with what they might be going through which is completely you know their decision you know they don't have to be open if they don't want to be you know they can keep these things private if they wish them to be private but you know when people don't have that then they just start jumping to conclusions and they don't think that hey maybe they're just going through something and they don't want to share it's like you know you, you don't have to share every little thing that's going on in the world just because you know social media is there and you can just tweet or, you know, post a something on Instagram and, you know, sure. immediately millions of people are going to have their eyes on it, you know, you don't have to do that. And I think that kind of escapes a lot of people that they're not entitled to this information.
1: Well, and that's sort of where I was going with that magazine, too. And not to say mm-hmm. anything, I mean, obviously these reporters and printers and magazine companies, they have an audience and they write what sells and I get it, but I also didn't want to, like, tarnish my views um on him or on the industry or anything honestly by reading something that was thrown together because he had passed away you know like I didn't mm-hmm. want to I didn't I didn't want to subscribe to that so yeah simultaneously it also puts me in a weird place for this episode because I only really know Chadwick Boseman from Black Panther um so I'm going to need you to, to kind of like guide me through what else he's, what else he did.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously Black Panther's probably his biggest and most well-known role. He's premiered that uh, all the way back in Captain America uh, Winter Soldier. Or no, it was Civil War, excuse me. Uh, back in Civil War, when he kind of premiered the character, then he went on to, you know, have his own movie. He came out in Infinity War and then and again in Endgame. And that's, you know, obviously big blockbuster movies. They're going to, you know, have a far reach and, you know, people are going to recognize him for that. He's, that's probably going to be the role he's most associated with. Um, but he's had quite a few other roles also with, with well-known kind of, uh, kind of portrayals, I guess you could say, um, the Thurgood Marshall movie. Um, he played Thurgood, Thurgood Marshall. Um, he played Jackie Robinson. Um, and he actually has a movie that's coming out on Netflix in November. Um, it, had, it was shot last year and, um, it's going to be released in November. It's called Ma Rainey's Black Bottom and, uh, it's based on the play of the same name. So it's concerning, uh, Ma Rainey, who is a um, is a black recording artist. And so it's going to deal with a lot of different issues with like race and music and exploitation of black recording artists, you know, all, all those kind of, you know, in um, things that people I think need to watch and need to be, you know, more aware of, um, especially mm. in the music and industry and in Hollywood and things like that. I think you know, something like that would be really, really important for people to watch. And even if you watch it for no other reason than Chadwick Boseman is in it and it's his last recorded performance, you know, if that's the only reason you watch it, then good. I, you know, I, I think it would be really good to have eyes on this movie. So I highly encourage anybody who, you know, is listening, if you have a chance to check out this film, please do. Because I think it would be a really important part of Black history, Black culture, and it's just something that needs to be seen. Um, I think that's one thing that I can say about Chadwick and all of his roles is that, you know, it was like he was trying to work to create a different image of, you know, a Black actor and bring a little bit different um, flair and prominence to Black culture. Because, you know each one of these roles that I named you know they're very important people and very prominent people but they're people that again they don't really get the recognition that they really should at times so you know again if the only reason you watch any of these movies is just because it's Chadwick Boseman and just because you know it's the same actor who is Black Panther then cool you know but please go watch them because You know, as famous as he is for being T'Challa and for being the king of Wakanda, you know, he has these other roles, too, that are just as important and that I think we all need to see.
1: It is interesting going through um, his body of work, just talking about, like, the... um, It's almost as if there's, like, an underlying desire to not be the stereotypical uh, black man Mm -hmm. in... Hollywood it's kind of what we needed you know like there's there's been so much recently um this past week has felt quieter but I think I've also taken a break from social media like you have where Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of trying to to get to the end of the week um usually I listen to a couple of comedians who do news shows um Trevor Noah (laughs) Seth Mm -hmm. Meyers a couple other people and um I do my best to like weed out what I want to listen to and what I don't want to listen to. Um, But things in Kenosha happened um, very recently and both of the um, uh, people running for president this year uh, came to Kenosha and it's like 40 minutes from where I live so and you know I grew up about 15 minutes from there so it's um, been interesting to to watch and see what's happening down there. Um, but what is really wonderful about Chadwick Boseman is is the uh, there's a very clear desire to um, create a body of work where he played many different um, black men. None of them really seem the same or similar to each other. You know because there are times where you're watching the same guy play the same character over and over again oh, in yeah. different plot lines.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: um, you know, with the same kind of speech, the same kind of s- swagger, the same kind of person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm kind of excited to go through and look at some of these um, things that he's been in because I, I feel like that would be the best way to honor what he accomplished Mm -hmm. on the screen. Um, There's also, you you said the Jackie Robinson movie. It's Mm -hmm. so interesting. That one's titled 42, um, Mm -hmm. because obviously that was Jackie Robinson's number. But um, it's interesting to me that all of these characters were in a different time and place, um, but still struggled with the same kinds of, uh systemic racism uh quite a few of them anyway uh i'm just reading the blurbs on here um there's uh ma rainey's black bottom and there's something called message from the king i read it briefly 42 i mean jackie robinson was the first black baseball player um and then there's a lot of stuff like you can tell he was getting into Getting into acting, right? So everybody who, who's anybody starts off in like a soap opera, um, you know, a bit part in a primetime television show, uh, and it's funny too, like some of these are shows that I have watched. Um, not all my children, of course, but uh, <laughs> ER, Cold Case, Lie to Me, I remember Lie to Me, I think I watched it all the way through. Um, but just a bunch of TV series, early 2000s, um, late 20, 2010 and on. That's just really interesting to see. And then, you know, like 2012, his face is on the cover of the, of that movie. (laughs) (sighs) Ah, I have a lot of movies to watch. There's one called Gods of Egypt. That one looks interesting. Did I lose you? Well, and so this Gods of Egypt one, um... 2016.
0: Oh yeah, that was the one where they had mainly white actors in playing Egyptian gods.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: that one's the one I would uh, not really recommend.
1: <laughs> really? Yeah. That's sad because they could have they could have done it better. You know, who who does he play? He plays Thoth, I think. Do I know who Thoth is? Oh my gosh, this is a it's lot an of white God. actors. <laughs> but yeah,
0: lot yeah, of white actors.
1: Hmm. Well. Um, I'm sure that his acting is fantastic, though. <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. Like, I on. know, like, it, it's
0: ridiculous, you know, this, um, this actors who's known, this actors who's known, you know, for doing well-done black roles. And, you know, you want to go back through and watch, you know, a lot of his work. And then, you know, obviously, you know, there are times when you can't really be too picky about your roles, you know, because you don't want to, you know, yeah. get labeled difficult or anything like that. But, you know, you come across something like that and it's like, uh, maybe I'll give that one a pass.
1: <laughs> well, right. And it was, I mean, so 2014, he played James Brown in Get On Up. Um, 2016 was Gods of Egypt. But, I mean, that's a, there's quite a few more famous uh, actors' names in there. So, I mean, it was a nice... Um, Segue, I suppose, into working with more popular, I wouldn't, I, I don't know what the terms, you can't call them like A-listers, but uh yeah, pretty, pretty people. More, um, more I, prominent actors, I guess? Slightly more prominent, I don't know, there was one guy that was near his name that I thought I knew from something, uh, looks like Gerard Butler, was it Gerard Butler?
0: Yeah, he was in there. Does
1: that sound about right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so interesting he's he's like got a permanent tan so <laughs> i guess maybe that's what they were hoping for to to do that and um so i don't know what Five bloods is about is that one coming out on netflix too that one that one says 2020 but i didn't don't remember seeing it that one says it's um four african-american vets battle the forces of man and nature when they return to vietnam seeking the remains of their fallen squad leader and the gold fortune he helped them hide. I do actually feel like I've seen a trailer for this.
0: Yeah, I think that one has already been released, if I recall correctly.
1: Okay. I mean, looks like a solid cast. Um. So I did actually also want to talk about um, specifically what we know about Chadwick Boseman as far as, like, the... Um, I don't want to say celebrity, but the ideal that he sort of portrayed for young black children when Black Panther came out. I know that when we were on um, public house media's platform, we didn't really get into political things. We didn't really talk about um, the idea of uh, social norms and mores being kind of Mm -hmm. challenged by um, geek culture. And, I'm really excited to be able to talk about those things, but I also don't have very much to say about it, um, simply being um, the person that I am, how I grew up, those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it's important to point out, um, you know, we've talked about how when Black Panther came out, I remember you specifically, Tegan, were – I don't, you weren't upset, but um, we already knew that there w- were uh, black superheroes um, in, in at least the DC universe, maybe the Marvel universe as well, that just mm-hmm. didn't get the same kind of hype as um, Black Panther T'Challa had gotten. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder why that um, was such a big deal when... Um, Chadwick Boseman uh, you know like started the the role with Captain America well
0: <clears throat> I think at least part of it was um, I mean he obviously isn't like the first he wasn't the first black superhero he wasn't the first he wasn't even the first black Marvel superhero um, <clears throat> to be on the screen and that, that honor actually goes to Blade um, but the thing is, is you know Blade is not exactly family-friendly, you know, it did kind of lay the foundation for the MCU in that, you know, comic book movies could be taken a little bit more seriously, you know, they could be a little bit more grown-up, they didn't have to be all, you know, corny and, you know, just out there and weird, you know, they could actually be serious and viable. Um, But Black Panther was the first time that they really kind of just put their all- behind a black superhero in a, you know, in a black superhero led movie. Um, and it was just so, so culturally important and relevant and so, so needed. Um, I remember my husband actually watched it with me. He actually wasn't too thrilled at first to watch the movie. Um, I, I think mainly part of it was because, you know, he didn't want to be disappointed and the other part was like, mm, well, I, I don't know, you know, he just, you know, unsure, you don't know what it might be like and you don't want to be let down, especially if it's something right. that you might be really invested in. But he watched it and his first reaction was, you know, this is what we need and this is what I needed when I was little. You know, this is what I would have wanted mm-hmm. to see because, you know, when he was growing up, he didn't have these kinds of things he had a show called mantis which was not a great show you know he he yearned to see people that looked like him on the screen he that's what he wanted to see and you know he never really got that not in a way that he could identify with and so to see something like this was really really important to him and you know little kids now they can have that. They can look up at that and say, hey, that's like me. You know, they look like me and I can be like them. It's mm-hmm. really it's a really important thing that, you know, white people really take for granted. That's a part of privilege. You know, privilege isn't, I think, something that, you know, when you think of privilege, a lot of people think, oh, well, it means that you're rich and you don't, you know, have a whole lot of, you know, things you worry about and things like that. But Privilege encompasses so much more than that. And part of that is you get to see yourself represented in media to the point where you don't even think about it. You know, mm-hmm. you, you think about a favorite superhero, you can name, you know, just about any superhero you name, majority of them are going to be white. And probably majority right, of them like, are going to be Right, like, let me men. think
1: of a white brunette. <laughs> yeah. I would be like a puffy version of. Uh, uh, hmm. Let's see like, you, like there's Jessica whole... Jones I guess I could do a Jessica Jones yeah I, I, I mean also, there's like... a there's a huge that was too easy yeah
0: but <laughs> you know that that is a part of privilege that is inherent in privilege where you know mm-hmm. we don't have to think you know hey that person looks like me because we see that all the time whereas you know little black children they they don't get that so, they could look up and they could see Black Panther and they could see themselves in him and they could see themselves represented as him. And that was just really super important. And that wasn't really something we got to address at the time when we did our Black Panther review um, as part of PHM. But, you know, I'm glad we do get a chance a little bit to say it now that, you know, this was really, really important. You know, um, I sure. did, I remember um, on the show, I think we had a guest or two. That we were reviewing with, um, and I remember that they said that, you know, this movie didn't really feel like it was made for me. And I remember I pointed out, well, this movie wasn't made for you
1: <laughs> because it wasn't. Right, right. You know, I do is, remember that, yeah.
0: <laughs> this is, movie was not made <laughs> for white people, and that's okay. You know, you don't have yeah. to get it, you don't have to completely identify with it because it's not for you. We get so many other movies and superheroes, you know, we can let the black people have this one, you know. It, it's, right. And
1: in a way, it, I mean, Chadwick Boseman was for, for everyone, but also, like I said, I think his, his body of work really speaks to mm-hmm. who he, who he was for, mm-hmm. really. Um, I did also want to mention something that does kind of worry me in the fact that, you know, when you are, um, at the store and looking at toys, th- there is a significant, um, availability of mm-hmm. uh, costuming that seems appropriate for um, a dark child and mm-hmm. I I even think you know I am a, you know a 30 some something white woman I even I notice when a little mm-hmm. black boy is wearing a Spider-Man uh, mask and that really troubles me um, it troubles me in, in the sense that I feel that way, that I notice it, and hopefully, you know, we'll get to the point where we don't notice it, where we don't feel that way, that it's Mm -hmm. more commonplace, that it's something important, but I also don't think it's perfect that that same little black boy would only gravitate towards a Black Panther mask. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense?
0: Oh, no, and I mean, there, I mean, there is a black uh, Spider-Man, um, but not everybody
1: knows of that version
0: well i think a lot of a lot more people are aware of him now especially since that into the spider-verse movie
1: okay
0: um and plus uh they are coming out with a miles morales spider-man game um i believe that's gonna be on the new like next gen but i know that they have been like i know there was a trailer released for it because i remember seeing it um
1: well, see, and I guess that's sort of my point then, you know, like, <laughs> I guess that's my point. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, and
0: we definitely need more variety when it comes to our superheroes. That's one of the reasons that it kind of frustrated me that the Marvel's Avengers game was not, it was basically just going to be a cash grab and just be chock full of microtransactions and that right. was mainly going to be the focus of the game and not the storytelling, mainly because uh, Kamala Khan was going to be a very important character represented in the game. And I mean she's an Arab American, she's Muslim, and she's a superhero. I mean, she and she's a really right. cool character and she really deserves her time to shine, but you know, obviously being lumped in with this game, you know, I don't really think she's going to get that I don't really think she's going to get that time to shine that, you know, she really deserves
1: right right and I mean I really do hope they do there's a whole um, a whole world of opportunity for the diversity of where we are right now being important for our children to see and for them to understand where the possibilities lie and and they're just endless Um, I just hope we we get there
0: Oh yeah. And I mean, I, there has been a recent controversy as well with, uh, some recent things coming out about Storm in the comics where, uh, let's just say she looks like a white woman. I'm just going to come out and say it. She looks like a Mm -hmm. white woman. Like she does not look like she used to. And I mean, obviously characters go through certain changes over the years, but if you had not told me that this certain picture contained Storm, I would have never known. Like, that does not look Mm. like Storm. She looks white, you know? And obviously there are light-skinned black people out there, but, you know, colorism is a whole other subject, and it's like, "Mm, no, this this is not right. You know, Storm was always a certain color. You need to stick to that color that is important. You know, if you want to have a light-skinned... Person of color, then great, you know. But let's
1: let's keep let, let's the same let be color. a light-skinned person of color, right? Yeah, it, yeah. Well, so yeah, sorry, that was a little tangent. I, I yeah, we if we go on tangents. Um, I I do believe though that Chadwick Boseman's body of work speaks to, um, really what this world needs right now. What we, um, you know, like, it's awful that we lost him, but I was glad to live Mm -hmm. in a time where he that kind of talent walked the earth and Mm -hmm. um i appreciate that he showed us kind of king he could be Mm
0: -hmm. i mean i you know i i know there's the thing where you know we all say that once carrie fisher died you know she was our princess you know even though Mm -hmm. she you know technically wasn't royalty she was still our princess well chadwick was our king you know absolutely you know definitely 100% he was our king and I know that you know Black Panther 2 is still slated I haven't heard anything official as of yet as to what they're no. going to do
1: about it I'm sure they have some replanning to do now
0: yeah and, and I mean I really hope I would hope that they would take the time to you know handle this with you know the grace that it needs to be handled with um, sure as far as who would take the mantle i mean obviously Shuri would be my number one pick to who would take over for him because i mean that just seems appropriate you know as far as the line of succession goes you know Shuri would be who would take up you know rule of wakanda she would take up the you know role of black panther you know it just it, it seems you know if if we don't have chadwick as black panther anymore I, that's who I would want as Black Panther because, you know, she is you know, she's the smartest character in Marvel, she's a black girl she's so, so very important, and I think she could fill that role really really well um, but again, like I said, I mean, I think they need to take some maybe take some time, maybe delay it a little bit and kind of figure out what they're going to do with the story now that he's, you know obviously not going to be coming
1: back Being the optimist that I am i'm sure that they will <laughs> <laughs>
0: and be the pessimist and that anyway, i am i'm like well i hope
1: <laughs> absolutely all right so with that wakanda forever i'm Lindsay. and i'm tegan and thank you for getting nerdy with us today on beauties and headcanons